0: Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening, and enjoy today's message. Man, just as we were praying, I just felt this peace, this peace of God, just resting. I don't, I don't know about you, in my life, you know. There's moments of just peaceful rest, and there's moments of craziness and all kinds of running around and doing all these things where you get anxious and, and all this stuff. But, but in Him, there is peace. No matter what is going on in our lives, in Him, we have everything that we need. And I just, I just sensed that. I felt that there are some that are in desperate need of that right now. And that peace is only found in Him. We can fabricate some kinds of, of peace, but it's not true peace. It's not the peace that, that He is and that He gives to us. So if that's you today, I just, I just ask you, just cast all of those cares upon Him and allow Him to comfort you. All right. Today I'm going to be speaking in Romans, in Romans 11. We're going to read this scripture, and then we're just going to talk about it, and we're going to go through um, just kind of what I believe God is wanting to say to us uh, today. Today. And in Romans 11, verse 1, it says, I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah? How he pleads with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I am alone, I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what does the divine response say to him? It says, I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace and if by grace, then it is lo- no longer works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, works, work is no longer work. It gets really tedious and confusing in there at the end, but this, this point that I want to look at today is grace. He says, it's not works, but it's by grace that there is this remnant, that we are here, that there is a people seeking after God right now in this moment. And he's talking to, to them in, in the moment that he's in, even talking about the Old Testament and Elijah and referring to even the Old Testament. And really in that, he, he's saying God's promises, just like I was sharing and as we were singing, that, that his promises do not fail. that God has called a people. And when he's sharing here, he's he's sharing about the Israelites. And what I want to talk is is talking about Israel. And what I want to share is that I feel like we're we're in a similar moment, and maybe every moment in all of history is a similar moment to many of these things. And we can relate, of course, always to these stories in the Bible and 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 what happened in that day and how God was using Paul and these other people to to speak to those that needed to come close to him. But, you know, as I was thinking about about this, I I was thinking about God's people right now in our day and, and the church in general in our day and how it seems like that there are many that are rejecting him or rejecting the ways that he wants us to walk or how he wants us to move or you know choosing in many you see their their own way of doing things that that god is asking them he's saying No, I want you to follow me. I want you to do this thing and I I want you to be a church or a people that speaks of who I am, that is righteous, not because of yourself, but because I am righteous and I'm with you. And I, I want you to reach the world around you. But then some are not reaching the world around them, but the world is reaching the church. The, the world is, is reaching God's people instead of the other way around. And in that way, that's what I, I'm feeling in this moment. And, uh, we need to understand that it is only by Him and for Him that we can do anything, that the, the reason that I'm moving and living and breathing, right, is is because of Him. And how, how could I claim to, to know or change who He is or, or, or what He wants or how He wants to do it? Because I can't even walk on my own, you know? The reason that that I'm walking right now is because he has given me the strength. He's given me the life in my body. He's given me the breath in my lungs. And how can I think that my thoughts could somehow outsmart him, you know? But I feel like that's what's happening nowadays. But what Paul's doing here is he's speaking two Gentiles, but speaking of Israel and, and kind of giving this understanding of, of grace that, that it's by grace that we are all here. And we can't, you know, speaking last week about, about fear and anxiety, and, and we can get this stuff going around in our heads like, God, what, what is happening What is going on and and why does it seem like everything is going the opposite direction in the world around us from what you want it to do? But we have to understand that He is God and He wants to use His people and like it says here, this remnant to make a difference in that world. So first he comes, his main point is is that God has not rejected his people, Israel. And I want to say today that God has not rejected his people, the church, today. We need to understand that, that though there are some that are getting things twisted, God is not and will not reject His people, those that call on His name and those that seek after Him and those that that come into His presence and ask what it is that He wants, not asking Him to give us what we want. So in verse 1, He says, I say then, has God cast away His people? Certain, certainly not. He's saying, certainly not. Has God cast away his people today? Certainly not. Because he is faithful. He won't go back on his promise to, to, of course, save Israel and bring them to himself. But then now in the New Testament and what Christ has done for us to save his people, us, He won't fail. He won't go back on that promise. Has God rejected his people? Certainly not. And I love this in the second part of that. It says, has God rejected his people? Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. So he's saying, listen, just look at me or look at you. Can we look out there and say, is God just rejecting his people? No, we can't, because look at you. You're here. Because I'm one of those people that God has called, because you are one that God has called. So we can't look out at the world and say, God, are you, are you just going away and not taking care of us? Are you, are you just, you know, rejecting us because we haven't done it the right way. No. In 1 Peter 2, 9, it says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are a royal priest. You are called. Why? So that you can proclaim, so that we can proclaim the praises of him. Why would we do that? The, the thing that it's saying here and, and the thing that I think about is like, how could I not, because he has called me out of darkness yeah. into marvelous light. Yeah. That's what he says. It's like, that you could proclaim his name. Why? Because look at what he's done for you. Yeah. And if he's done such a wonderful thing for you in your life, how could you not talk to somebody about it? How could you not share with somebody about who God is and how good He is, how faithful He is, and that His promises don't fail and that He wants to know them? Then He steps into this third point And he says, starting in verse 2, Romans eleven two, God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Listen, this, this foreknowing that, that he knew even beforehand, before you were born, at the beginning of time, who you were going to be. Or do you not know what the Scripture says of Elijah? How he pleads with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. He's saying these things. Lord, the prophets and your pastors and those that you know, are supposed to be proclaiming your name are being killed and the altars are being torn down, and I relate that today, and, and God, some of your churches are, are are being dismantled and rebuilt in something that looks like it's supposed to be a church, but it's not really a church. It looks like it's supposed to be what you have called us to be, and, and that People that draw themselves to you, but really it's drawing them to an ideology or a, or a thought that some person has come up with. On how we can live or how we're supposed to live or whatever. And your church is being torn apart. It says in verse 4, but what does the divine... Response say to him. What what does God speak to him in that moment? It says, I have reserved for myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Even so, then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. See, God had promised, right? And his promises. Anybody in the fridge find stuff all the time that goes out of date, you know, some of us more than others. Some of us clean our fridges, you know, every other week. You know, in my house, it's not necessarily that much, but we try to clean out as much as possible. Inevitably, you find something in there and you're like, whoa, let's not eat that. But see, in our minds, sometimes we can we can see God in that way. See, everything here, everything that we know goes out of date, gets old, passes away. Like everything that, and it's hard for us to wrap our minds around the fact that that is just an earthly thing. And sometimes we take that and we put like an expiration date on God's promises. An expiration date on on what He has, you know, spoken over us or called us to that somehow, oh, now it's too late. I'm older now. Maybe that was for when I was younger. Whatever. There's no expiration date on what God has called us to or what he's promised over us, what he's spoken to us. There's no expiration date. That doesn't happen. happens in your refrigerator, but it doesn't happen with God. says even so then at this present time there's a remnant according to the election of grace it says there's a remnant what does a remnant mean it's a small group that's set aside there there is there is a people that god is still looking at saying you are my people You are the ones that that will not bow your knee to what's going on. You're you're the ones, right, in in this scripture, it's to Baal, it's to, you know, some other God made up, build a statue, and it's a God. There you go. And nowadays, we, we come up with all kinds of different things and make them gods. Make them something that is, is the thing of the day. And, and God is saying, I, there is a people that has not bowed its knee. I, I want to be a part of that people is what I'm saying. I, I want to be one of those. I want us I want to shout from the rooftops that there's a people that won't bow to what is going on around us, but will stand on the foundation of who God is and what Christ has done for us and not try to change with the wind, not go with the flow, but stand on the promises of God and and be who he has called us to be so that we could see the world changed around us. <clears throat> Romans eleven five 5, and 6. Even so, then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace, and if by grace, then it is lo- no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. He says, if it's by grace, then it is no longer works. And in this, in this verse here, he, he's not comparing where in other times he's preca- comparing uh, works and faith. But here he's comparing works and grace, and when you take works and faith, those are both things that actually we need to walk in, that we do, right? We have faith, we're not saved by works, but we're saved by faith, and then when we're saved by faith and God has done something in us it should cause us to do works, should cause us to do what he's asked us to do. The work just comes from being so amazed that God has saved us. I'm not saved by works that I can work real hard and get saved, but God saved me so I want to do something about it, right? But in this scripture he's saying, no, it's grace and works, and he's comparing those two things. And what he's saying is that <clears throat> this isn't two things that we can do. On one side, you have works, which is something that, that we feel like we can do or we can do to, because of what God's done for us, right? But on the other side of it, it's grace, and it has nothing to do with us. And that's what he's trying to get at. He's saying, but if it's by works, then it's no longer... It can't be works and grace at the same time. It's only grace that God has this people. It's not because we as a church can work really hard and then God is, just blesses us with his grace. No, it's that by God's grace we've been saved, by God's grace that we have been brought here to be a part of a family, and then... Maybe there's some works that could come out of it, but it's all Him. It's all because of Him. It's not to human kinds of activity or, or effort that somehow our faith has allowed us to be a part. Of what God is doing right now or our works. No, because then grace would be nothing, but it's by grace. And can we understand what that means? See, I don't know about you, but sometimes I, I question, you know, what, what God is not in a bad way, really, but you know, God, are you sure? Uh, are, are you sure you've called me to this? Are you sure you want me to do this? One of those kind of, you know, or, are you I mean it's just it's me, right? I don't know, I don't know if I have what it takes. I, I don't know if I'm strong enough. I don't know if if I've you know if I'm smart enough. You know, I don't know if people like me. That was an old. Saturday night life thing. God, are, are, you, are you sure about this? And we can question, you know, whether God wants to use us or, or whether we can actually do it. But the amazing thing is that it's not about you and it's not about me. I will tell you that if it was all about me, I would not be here right now. Right? You wouldn't either. If it was because you were able to study so hard or you were so good, you know, that you're at the place you are with God, then we would have messed up a long time ago. So, how can we question whether we are supposed to do what God has asked us to do, you know? And I'll tell you, you know, you know me, I'm honest. Those thoughts come in my head. And then God has to speak to me sometimes through Pastor Tory. A lot of times through Pastor Tory. <laughs> right? It's like I just, are you sure, God? You sure I'm the one? And I'm not going to ask you, but I'm sure. We've all, we all ask these questions at different times. If God's asking us to do so, you know, even if it's just a simple thing of, hey, I, you have this prompting in you that God's saying, I want you to pray for that person. Are you, are you sure? I don't know if it's me. Forgot to read my Bible this morning or whatever. But can we understand that it's it's not about you? It's not because you are so good enough. <laughs> it's not because I am so smart and capable. It's not because... I have the whole Bible memorized because I don't yet. I mean, it'd be cool one day. But it's not even about the fact that you could memorize the whole Bible. It's only about Him and because He is asking us to do it. He says, I I want this remnant, you know, and there's not a certain size, but but I want to be a part of the remnant the ones that don't bow down to what's going on around us, the ones that will stand firm in who God is and what He wants to do, not what we want to do. And that's what he's saying here. He's like, look, there's a remnant, and it's all because of God's grace. There is a people, those that are chosen, those that that are called, those that will not back down. And this doesn't mean that, you know, like, oh, I'm here because I'm called, now I don't have to do anything about it, you know? There's lots of arguments all over the place about once saved, always saved, or if God's called you, you don't even have to do anything, and you're just going to go to heaven, and, you know, all these things. I don't even, can't even comprehend in my mind how to argue all, all these points right now, But what I want to say is, God has done a work through Christ for us. So that we could come to be a part of his family. So I am not going to play around with any of this other stuff and say, once saved, always saved or whatever. I can do whatever I want. And, and his grace is sufficient for me. So I'm going to mess around. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it'll be OK. I don't want to don't mess around with that. I don't want to mess around with that. What I want to do is, is understand that by grace we have been saved and by grace I am here. So what do I need to do? I need to do everything I can to follow God and what He's asked me to do and not in my own strength because I don't have the strength. But I need to walk with Him as closely as I possibly can every day seeking after. we. You know, I'm saying me, but I'm saying We. To, 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 to come to Him. Yeah. Yeah. Not playing around with any of this other stuff, but saying, God, I want to seek after you every day the best that I can to know you more. Yeah. So that more and more every day I can hear your voice and I can know better what you're saying. Yeah. Because it's by your grace that I can even hear you. It's by your grace that I'm even doing what I do. So how could I not throw myself at your feet? How could I not throw myself down and do everything I can in in every moment that I can to worship you with who I I am, who we are? That's, That's what I'm trying to get at here talked about fear last week and all this stuff and messing our head and how we just need to right plug in to God and, and allow him to be our peace and everything that we need. And then also continuing on in this that, that because of grace, we are who we are, we are where we are. That we could know Him. That we can love Him. And is that going to cause us to be the people that He has asked us to be? Are we going to be the people? I, like I said, Sometimes I get in my head and messed up on myself and saying, like, ah, gosh, I don't know. I don't know, God. Are you sure? But you know what he says? He says, I'm sure. You don't even have to be sure. I'll be sure for you. But can you hear hear my voice saying, I am calling you. I I have called you by name. Anybody ever just think about, I, I don't know about you, but I think about some of these things sometimes and I'm like, God has called you by name, your name. not just us as a group or his people all over the world as a group but you sometimes thinking about things like that just makes me and what it should do what it does is it it should humble us God you're thinking about me God, you care so deeply about me and what is going on in my life right now. God, you didn't just call me and then just kick me out of the house, you know, like, see you later, hope you figure it out. But you are thinking and planning and preparing Because you've called me and you're never going to leave. He's called you by name. Matthew 11, 28, 30, it says, Come to me, all you who labor, labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to him. You know, in this this thought process, like I said, you know, where by his grace he's called us into his family and, and done this for us. And, and you think, God, is it, is, it, is it really me? Are you sure you're calling me that, to this thing that you want me to do? And he says, listen, you may be questioning whether you're the one that's supposed to do it or whether you can do it. But what does he say? He says, just come to me. Just just come to me and understand that, that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's not something that you are going to struggle with if you come to me and do this with me. Yes, there will be something that I put on you, a work, a thing to do, but it's not going to be too heavy for you to do it because I'm going to be there with you, and I'm going to help you do it. My yoke is easy, but we got to come to him. Are we coming to him? See, I, I, when, I, when I think about these things, I, said, I think, are we coming to him? Are we asking him to come to us? He's not the one with the imperative to come to us so that things can happen. Because where He's at is where things are happening. I am, we are the ones with the imperative to come to Him so that we can see those things happen in our lives so that we can walk with him. Will you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.